Welcome to my podcast. My name is Dr. Brendan McCarthy. I am the Chief Medical Officer of Protea Medical Center in Chandler, Arizona. Thank you for tuning in. I start every podcast the same way, except a couple. I just realized a couple I did that I didn't start off with telling them to look at my things, my research. I research for this because I love doing it. I love, I love, this, I love this part of my job more than anything else. I, and it takes time out of my day, I know, and it takes time in my life. But I want to do this. I really do enjoy doing this. I am not posting these things to like sell you something. You know, I'm sure you're, I hope you're noticing that. I'm doing this because there's so, such a reward being of service. I know it sounds corny. Um, I do this 20 years and it is the most rewarding thing I've ever done. And I truly enjoy it. And I, and I like hearing the stories of you listen and, and i when i do my work I, I the before and after with my patients really is rewarding so this podcast is kind of like a a labor of love you know and so i i do enjoy it i do the research please look in the video description you'll see some citations in there today's another good one and and i i have to say up front and there'll be a slide in here that i wrote about this i don't dislike birth control okay i need you to hear me on this I'm not against oral contraceptives. I'm not against the concept of contraceptives. I'm against how little research has been done for you guys. You're given oral contraceptives that have profound impacts on you that you're never told about. You're never warned. It's never communicated with you. And we know them to be facts. This is not something like, oh, wow, she reacted to it that way. That's different. That's not how it is. We know scientifically for a fact that a woman taking oral contraceptives are going to have a lot of issues. One of the previous podcasts, I talk about how it's going to sequester all of your testosterone and render it inert. And testosterone, I need estrogen as a man. A man will not be healthy without estrogen. Any man who says otherwise is a fool, okay? And it, it, that's a fact. I need estrogen to be alive. You need testosterone as well as I need estrogen. It's part of your biology, but it needs to be a magnitude less, you know, like one-tenth or less. It's just a tiny little bit, but it needs to be there because it's an essential part of you. And they take it away without telling you. I know and I understand women's view of birth control. And I know, I, and I know as a man, this is something I don't deal with the same way you do. Which, you know, I'm aware of that. I know that I'm a guy talking about this. I, I know. And I'm not mansplaining, I promise you. This is not my goal either in this. I'm just outraged. I, I am outraged on your behalf. Because I, would, what if there was a birth control they gave me and said, hey, by the way, a side effect to this, and they didn't tell me, oh, hold on. here's birth control, Brendan. Here's your birth control, you know. Great, I have birth control, great, I like this, I'll take my birth control pill. But what if my birth control pill gave they gave me caused me to have erectile dysfunction and no libido? But they didn't tell me. How long would that last on the market? Not too long. Not too long. But for you guys, been around 50, 60 years, right? 70, 1950? We had 70 years for oral contraceptives with no real change. <sighs> yeah, you deserve better. So today's talk, 
<laughs> it's about birth control pills being bad. Sorry. Some of you on birth control pills, you have no choice. I know it, and I'm sorry. I get you, but it's good for you to understand some of these things, just so you know, because you have to be on it. Some medicines we have to be on to, to, for our health. I, I know that. I know that. I just want you to understand all the things it's doing so that maybe we can mitigate it. Like the woman who's on oral contraceptives that can't come off of it, we use DHEA to modulate her sex hormone body globulin to give her more free testosterone. I've done that. That works. Not every time, but it's worked. Sometimes we'll use uh, um, boron as a supplement, which has worked a little bit. Not great, but it works a little bit. Um, sometimes we just have to give them testosterone when they're on oral contraceptives. That I've done that too. There are different ways to mitigate being on birth control. I'm not telling you not to take it. But I'm telling you take it with understanding of what it's doing to you. You deserve the right to make an informed decision. Let's talk about oral birth control pills and post-traumatic stress disorder. No one thinks about that, do they? Nope. Um, this comes off of a study that was done by uh, 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 Graham and et al. Uh, the blockade of estrogen by hormonal contraceptives impairs, impairs fear extinction in women. And that's in the biological journal, Biological Psychiatry, uh, published that one. Blockade of estrogen by hormonal contraceptives impairs fear extinction in women. Let's dig into that one. There is, let's start off with PTSD. There's a through line uh, between stressful events and anxiety. And the more stress you have, the more stressful experiences you have, the more anxiety you have. Now, the more intense the experience was that you had, the higher chance you have of developing post-traumatic stress disorder. So if you have a stressful event that's extreme, you have a higher percentage chance of developing post-traumatic stress disorder. 30% of severe stressors or traumas cause PTSD. The question is, why 30%? Who came up with that number? What is it that triggers it? And what is it that made it finally take that step in 30% of the cases? Well, I want to first say, and there are other factors. Is it genetic? You know, is it is it a lifestyle? You know, is it just someone who's just living the life? You know, it's they're going to get the PTSD. You know, what is it? What is it doing it? Let me first say, PTSD happens two times more often in women than men. The thirty percent is actually for you, fifteen percent for me. Why is that? We could start by saying men and women experience different types of trauma. That's truth. That's a complete understanding. Women are exposed to interpersonal and high-impact trauma situations such as sexual assault at rates that men are not exposed to. And at younger ages, the younger you are with these traumas, the higher probability of developing post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay, Men still have it too. I'm not invalidating men. I'm just saying women have a much higher rate, which is important to denote the difference in sexes with it. I'm not a gender traitor. Men have bad experiences. Men develop PTSD. I know that. I'm getting to the hormone part of it because that's where the, that's the that's the meat and potatoes of today. Um, sexual assault carries the highest rate of PTSD, especially when it's done in youth. It just does. While women have a two times higher chance of developing PTSD than men, as as over men, we understand that women have a longer duration of symptoms when they have PTSD. We know that they have an increased symptom severity over men. We know that they have a lower quality of life when they have PTSD over men. Um, 
And again, is this due to the differences of types of trauma that we experience? Is it because you have a different intensity of traumas because you go through life different? You do go through life different from us. I know. I know. And I know I'll never know by being you. I know. But I've heard. I've been present. I have empathized. I am here. And I listen. I get it. And I've devoted my life to helping. I really have. So is there more than just being a woman? This is low. It's kind of low in my... Talk about that one guy. The amygdala. How's that? Is that still good? Is that too high? No, it's good. I adjusted my microphone. But there's more than just the experience of being a woman that causes such a high rate. Is there? You know? Women report symptoms of PTSD, depression, and anxiety at higher rates when they're premenstrual, when they're postpartum, and when they're peri and uh, um, postmenopausal. Okay? Symptoms associated with these shifts in hormones are not coincidental. The fact they're having these much worse symptoms or reporting higher symptom rates during those times is not coincidental. There's shifts happening in the endocrine system at the same time. And if you tune in my podcast even a little bit, you'll know how much I invest in the relationship between your endocrine system and your mental wellness. Because they just are. Only a fool would say they're not. Only a fool. Every, all those years women have been validated for their emotions based upon their endocrine system is just time for it to be over. It's garbage. Women with PTSD have increased depression, anxiety, and fear when estrogen is low. Remember that. Women with PTSD have increased rates of depression, anxiety, and fear when estrogen is low or high. Now, the previous episode... I talk about estrogen receptor alpha and estrogen receptor beta. Estrogen receptor alpha triggers anxiety. Estrogen receptor beta triggers non-anxiety. Okay? It's anxiolytic is the technical term. When it's too high, it's bad. Too low is bad. It needs to be in a sweet spot. So those estrogen alpha and beta receptors are really important in there as well as progesterone, the role of progesterone in these cases of these women, and then progesterone converting to something called allopregnenolone. So we know that women, estrogen levels super low, bad symptoms, super high, bad symptoms. In the middle, all right, we're, we're looking at something a little bit better there. What else is at play here? What else could we can, we can be considering here? The timing of trauma is also essential to understanding this. Estrogen is essential for learning. Did you know that? Estrogen is key to learning. Estrogen is such a pivotal part for consolidating your experiences and, and creating new memories. It's kind of cool like that. But memory plays a role with trauma. Oh, yeah, it makes sense, right? I mean, that's the first time I said it out loud like that, but it, yeah, it makes sense. It's, there's nothing new there, you know? If you remember the trauma, it's memories there for trauma. Um, PTSD, though, is where the trauma continues, and we're stuck in a loop in a way where we feel as if we never got over it. It's almost like a Groundhog Day. We just keep re-experiencing the trauma in different ways. We keep being triggered to have that trauma resurface in different places, and sometimes we don't think it's the original thing triggering it, but it is, and that's what's causing this PTSD response, this, this triggering that you'll have. Normal, this is important, normal trauma response is that we have the trauma, and then over time we develop a thing called fear extinction. Okay, fear extinction is when the memory loses its spiciness. 
I use spicy memory. There's a meme I'm going to give you if you could put it in here. This is, it's a great meme. Spicy, spicy memories. Okay. Memories with spice. That's PTSD. Those yeah. are your spicy memories. Normal trauma response is when we have the trauma and then over time we develop a thing, like I mentioned, being fear extinction, where we just stop to be afraid of it. We we lose the, the spiciness. We lose the emotional attachment to the memory. The memory does not become as traumatic to remember it. We all have memories like, ah, that's an awful memory. But you still have the memory. And over time, it doesn't clench you up as much. You, you start to develop a, a separation of that strong emotional response. That's healthy. Because if we have the strong emotional response all the time, that has a negative impact on our health long term. Okay? Fear extinction is a form of inhibitory learning as opposed to an erasure of acquired fear. In other words, you change the way you remember it. You remove that spiciness, but you still remember it. You can never forget things. You can't, your memory will never erase. You don't have, it's not a computer where you can erase your memories. They're, they're all going to be up there forever. It's just how you experience your memories now change. That's fear extinction. You reframe it. Low estradiol means stronger and more extinction resistant, conditioned emotional reactions. You also have stronger intrusive memories and you're going to see the patient. They just have a bias towards remembering the worst. When your estrogen is low, it just sticks with you. When you have a trauma and your estrogen is low, the memory sticks with you and your brain is biased to remembering the worst. And it's a, just an awful experience. Women who have low estradiol have a facilitated memory bias for negative events, as I mentioned, over neutral ones. Because remember, estradiol reduces the bias to recall memories with the spice. Estrogen plays a role with memories, and, and, and through that, it reduces the spiciness. Think about this for a minute. In my last episode, too, is the same. We have such a bad opinion of estrogen. We think of estrogen as like, that causes anxiety. That causes depression. And I know I fall into that pattern sometimes in my communication. I promise you I'm getting better at it. But it's not estrogen's fault by itself. If it's too high, it's bad. If it's too low, it's bad. So when low estrogen is occurring, you have a PTSD experience and memory, it's not good because you're not going to have that fear extinction. You're just going to keep rattling around. When it's too high, estrogen receptor is too high. Estrogen receptor beta is not able to do its job. Estrogen receptor alpha is clicked up higher. You have more estrogen-induced anxiety at these higher levels, which is also not helpful for your PTSD. Not as bad as too low, but not great when it's too high. So why not birth control, Brendan? Because that's what's been done since the beginning. And I remember that, like, how many of you have been put on birth control because your periods are too much? And like, well, let's just shut your estrogen down and give you this other thing. That'll stop you from having your periods be crazy. Why not? Because it seems like it's Goldilocks giving you birth control. It's basically Goldilocks in a pill, isn't it? It isn't. It isn't. It's a substitution. It's a, it's a switch. Contraceptives makes us more responsive to fear-based learning. A study in uh, 2,169 healthy young females, oral birth control pills, um, the women who took oral contraceptives, responded stronger to negative emotional stimuli and recall the negative stimuli more easily than non-users. They don't tell you that. They just think by giving it to you, you're going to be better. 
And some of you, it does help with some aspects. I'm not, again, I'm not, a, it's not evil. It's just, come on, it's prehistoric. We should be, we should be generations ahead of this by now. You know, we should have something better by now for you. Or for men. How's that one? Let's do that. Um, we should have something better for men by now. Just for, for contraceptive. Remember, fear extinction is a form of inhibitory learning as opposed to an erasure of acquired fear. You can't forget your experience. You learn to reframe it. And estradiol does that. Synthetic estrogen does not. Birth control does not. In a study published in Biological Psychiatry, they found that contraceptives uh, impede fear extinction. And that's the first study I cited in the beginning of this, this little episode. Women using whole, uh, uh, birth control exhibited significantly poor extinction recall compared with naturally cycling women. And, um, and that's a fact. The end point here is that, you know, estrogen, the previous episode in this episode, estrogen is not a crime. It's a part of you. It's an important part of you. And it plays roles that are important, that are essential, and that are beautiful. And they're a part of you. And you deserve to have that. If you need to take contraceptives, if you need to take estrogen blockers, if you need to stop estrogen altogether, I want you to do understanding what these things are and what may be at risk. So that way, if you still have to make the decision, you can at least work around it the best you can. You're at least aware of it. I hope this helps. I truly do. This matters to me. I look at your comments. I read them. Mostly on Instagram. I, have, I do look at the YouTube comments. I've been better about that. But I do. I read them. So please, you know, uh, uh, post, comment, share, like, subscribe. And I'll see you next time. Thank you.